So we know that we can knock that out in show one. And then show two we can, you know, make, make a bunch of shit. Make it more wrestling-centric if we want. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Does anybody even listen to us for wrestling at this point anymore? Any, you could have stopped that. Is anyone still listening to us? Yeah. Although I think a lot of people are. We really got to get on a bigger platform, guys. Because I was talking to this guy, at trainee at ACW. And I told him he added us to his favorites. For, like I told him about the podcast. He's like, yeah, you see, you're a funny guy. I'm like, oh, thanks, man. I go, my friends are funnier. You should listen to us. So he downloaded it. He goes, yeah, I never heard of Podbean. I'm like, yeah, you're not the only but we may have gained a listener. The network is holding us down. Yeah. It's no longer the office, it's the network. Well, well Alex Riley's going to be really hot when he hears this next show. Uh-oh. We're, ni- we're <laughs> no, 1999 that's ECW now. That's the one I shit on, his, his conciseness. With Chili Willy. That's right. What, what, what would you say we were? I said we're 1999 ECW now with the network holding us oh, down. Oh, I mean, you said Chili Willie. I thought you, we were in, like, 1987 Channel 24. You know, I should save this for the show because it would be wrestling talk. But how stupid was it? Like, everybody wants to say Paul Heyman's a booking genius. But he brought in a guy with a legit military background and named him Chili Willie. Uh, did Chili Willie name himself Chili Willie? He's the booker. He could have told him to change it to Sergeant Craig Patman. Do you know that Chili Willy was the cartoon character? Yes, he was a penguin. And everybody knows that Chili Willy wasn't the draw. Easy Money was the draw. He was not. He felt the sun shining down on him. That dude got booked. He got hired by WCW to watch it go under in a month. He had that sweet uh, suplex, though. Hey, you know how that uh, that window next to the door that's the same size yeah. of a door freaks you out? It makes me uncomfortable. You should really see the side of the house. Oh, that's... Oh, Jesus. Jesus Christ. Can you see it? Uh, yeah, I looked. So do you Wait. think... Are you all set up? Oh, I'm recording. We can... Oh, good. I think we're good. Vic was a little quiet. What about me? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Testies. Testies. One... Two. I got you. I got you. Testicles. I think we're all right. All what's right. that? Uh, what's that little button illuminated on in the back there? Is it the one that looks like a butt cheek or the round circle? See, now come on. It's how not illuminated you, at how all. How can you shit on Frank? Who's shitting on Frank? I just said I'm not going to put any money in his He's pocket. He's doing a ten dollar purchase. Good for him. That that's a nice thing to do. With yeah. a special video. Great. We're not shitting on him. Vic just didn't want to spend any money to go. Right. You want to know the card then? I think I do know the card. I saw a poster. This is up to date. The now heel loser takes on Drake and CJ. That kid's still working. I thought he left. Okay. Saul and Rico, not that Rico. Right. Versus Killer Instinct. I don't know who any of those people are, by the way. Killer Instinct is uh, the big tall guy that you worked Gunner Wicks. Yeah, and Chucky Bates. Okay. Um, the Curse versus the Caribbeans. Okay. The Caribbeans are working? Yeah, he, they're on he, the list. Now, maybe the, he, they're going to do an injury angle. Uh, okay. So, well, it's the return of the Curse. Yep. Maybe um, Ethan versus Stacy. 
Okay. Yep, yep, I saw that on the poster. Doc versus Aesop. Saw that on the poster, yep. Sierra versus Sky Blue. Yep. Close. Yep. Abu Danza. Um, <laughs> Tony Max, Danza? James, and Polly, which Polly was a face <clears throat> at the... Oh, never mind. I read it wrong. Max and James versus Polly Tomaselli and the Beer City Bruiser. Mm. Because oh, Craig's out. Craig can't work Fridays. Okay. Frankie promo. That'll be good. Mav and Distant to me. Okay. Like one last time. So. It sounds like a solid card. Just not going to put any money out there. I'm booked for intermission. Okay. Good. Here we go. Just how many comps do you get? <laughs> he's liberal. I mean, everybody's supposed to get one, but he's let me use him. Can we get maybe six people in there? I don't think so. That's that's really low. That's like Bernie Sanders who's, liberal. Who's the six? I'm asking you to give me six free seats to your wrestling show. Me, Vic, Buck, Kevin, Lady Kevin, Baby Kevin. Oh yeah, no, that's I, I don't want any part of that Buck's family for at least another week. All right, here we go. No, they were fine. Buck was very well behaved. All right, Buck. Kevin, Rings Kevin, Other Rings Kevin, <laughs> Lady Rings Kevin. Sign, sign Guy Kevin. <laughs> Dances with Kevin. <laughs> All right, here we go. It's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. And love and tradition of the grand design. Some people say it's even harder to find. Well, then there must be some magic clue. Hello, everybody. It's the Refrigerator Perry version of the Ross Family Matters podcast. It's episode number 72. Nice. Yes. Uh, there's some holes in this house, too. Um, I'm joined by... Hang on, I can't even let you continue <laughs> until somebody tells me why it's not the Super Bowl Shuffle. Right. If it's the fridge version. Right, I let into it. I gave it the perfect lead. Go ahead. Like, we could have saved that for 73, right? Right. Anyway, Vic the Stick Ross, Jiggy Jack Spade, Hotshot Scott Williams... We've got a lot to talk. The, the topics have been rolling in, and we thank you all for that. <laughs> I'm willing to bet that the fridge got some wet-ass pussy. <coughs> oh, he did. Oh, he did. He did. Yeah. From the bottom. See if you can find the, the Refrigerator Perry theme song. It was like, Perry, Perry, Refrigerator I'd ac- Perry. I'd actually like to suggest that even if it wasn't wet-ass pussy, it was by the time he got there, because those nuts had to be sweaty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just searched for a Refrigerator Pussy. Instead of Refrigerator Perry. I do, I do want to say this um, as we start the show, and I know it's going to air in a few, a few weeks after the fact, but we wanted to send some condolences out to probably one of the nicest guys in wrestling, uh, Dan Perch. Yep. His mother passed away from cancer. Uh, sadly, I've been there. I understand. I appreciate it. And my thoughts are with you, my man. So Hang in there, Perch. If you yeah. catch this show, I don't know why you'd waste your time, but if you do catch this show, we're thinking about it. Young guy, only 28. That's, yeah, good guy, man. He's one of the best toughs around, too, though. For sure. So, for sure. Going somewhere in this business. Unlike me, who's just taking up airwaves right now. Oh, Treading water. You went places. 
Michigan. <laughs> so anyway, um, so let's let's get started. We we have a topic from uh, uh, from Burley Ben. Burley Ben. Burley Ben wanted to know who the best movie villain ever was. So I don't know how somehow we've morphed into Cisco and Ebert. Okay. But we seem to get a lot of movie questions. The best movie villain ever is Hans Gruber. I'm leaning that way myself, but I don't know if I'm ready to crown him yet. Yeah, but I don't, here's why I won't say it's Hans Gruber, okay? He may, he may have some missteps along the way. What about when he did the American accent and fooled John McClane? Eh, that's not bad. That's pretty bad. What about his brother, David? What about the villain? <laughs> uh, he's One call, the, he's you the real die. Villain. Yeah. <laughs> what about the guy uh, from the first Bad Boys? It's he been was a really a more long, vicious. It's been a really long time since I've seen Bad Boys. Who's so the villain in the first Bad Boys? Remember, he's the one who shot the hooker. Okay, you're gonna have to be more. Tilly only got away, or she was upstairs. I remember Tia Leone being bad in that as well as the Jurassic Park movie that aired nonstop on AMC the last couple of days. Were you a fan of Tia Leone? No. Would you, where would you put her in an FKM scenario? Oh, I'd give her the F. Okay. <laughs> but okay. she's not really my cup of tea as far as acting goes. Where would you put Heather Graham in any of those scenarios? So she, she could also catch an F. Okay. So the, the villain was <laughs> Fouché. God bless you. Played by uh, what looks like Elton John, but his name is Cheeky Cario. Is he still alive? He's uh, he's still alive. Okay. I think the best villain was Tony Montana. Now, you're going to make the argument that he's the protagonist. He's a villain. But he's a villain. He is a villain. He even proclaims himself as the villain. Yeah, say hello to the bad guy. Right? Yeah. Yep. So, actually, that's the Scott Hall version. What he says is, "Say good night to the bad guy." Oh, yeah, you're right. Because well, he's gonna, leaving the restaurant. If we're gonna play that role, like Joe Pesci in Casino is a great villain. Well, sure, sure. For, yeah, he is. Sure. Yeah, he is. And that's, I guess, what I'm saying is, right around the somewhere in the '80s, movies started to make the villain the main character, right? Yeah. And and in many cases, because they were so badass, like Al Pacino and Scarface. It's hard for people to wrap their head around the fact that he's actually a villain. Drago? Drago's a solid villain. Oh my god, he's a The reason villain. people have a hard time wrapping their head around Pacino being the villain is because he's not always the villain in the movie. Sure. Like, he refuses to blow up that guy because his wife and kids are in yes. the car. Yes, and in real life, villains are not villainous 24-7. You're 100% right. Right? Like, You're 100% right. Drug dealers pass out turkeys on Thanksgiving. Yeah. And they probably yeah. sit and call their mom on Mother's Day. Denzel, an American gangster. Great villain. Great, Great villain. Movie. Dude, I'll tell you what, though. Now that you got me thinking, Drago, man. Like, so Drago wasn't in a life of crime. He wasn't trying to, like, hustle on the streets. And he still had no empathy for killing Apollo yeah. Creed. Drago's a bitch. The uh, the Terminator in the first Terminator film. Yes, that's a Very good. Very good. T-9000. Well, any of those. What about films. Predator? Predator is a good villain. Because Predator, well... And you could argue that the predator isn't a villain. It's just doing its natural, right? Natural. Thing. It hunts. That's yeah. what it does. Yeah. 
uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, uh, Kane from RoboCop 2? Well, if you're gonna go there, how about in RoboCop 1? How about... Oh, Dick, uh, Clarence Boddicker? Clarence oh, yeah. Boddicker, oh, yeah. yeah. He works for Dick Jones. Not anymore, he don't. No, no. I mean, that was really good. And, and then he went on to raise a family in Kenosha. Where he repeatedly put his foot in people's asses. Yeah. Yeah. Getting thrown through all those glass windows and stabbed in the neck with a spike really... <laughs> really calmed his really shit calmed down. His shit. <laughs> How about those douche asses from The Crow? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what a fucking overrated... Party boy or shit. whatever, and... Uh, Here's an unpopular opinion. Oh, here we go. If Brandon Lee doesn't die, nobody gives a fuck about the crow in 2020. Eh, goth kids, come on. No, I think you're right. There's something to that. Well, Steve would care. What would goth kids have uh, have hung their hats on without the crow? Twilight. Uh, come on. Punk SCS or SLC. SLC. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even. I don't even fucking remember that movie. I just remember Matthew Lillard was in it. Oh. Very French of you. Hey, <laughs> what about Matthew Lillard and his partner in crime as a villain in Scream? Okay. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> Did you like Scream? Did when you like I first the concept saw, of it? Yes. Yeah, I, I will give it a, a thumbs up. But did it need two more to go with it? It did not. Was there two? I thought there were three. What yeah. about Nev- well, there were two, and then they waited oh, ten yeah. years and then yeah. did another one. What about Nev Campbell in the FMK scenario? Well, she can get the F, the high hard one. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Roger Clemens because I'm buzzing her cage. Oh, wow. That tells, you know, there's a lot of areas you could go then, though, because you can look at all the, if you're looking at a pure fame basis, well, any of those horror slasher guys, you've got your Freddy, your Jason, your... Michael Myers. Okay, so out of those, I think Freddy, Freddy was the best villain of them all because he was, like, like okay, Michael Myers had uh, behavioral and emotional issues. Sure Pure did. evil. Dr. Jason Lula. Voorhees was a simple man. Freddy Krueger wasn't a simple man. He was just evil. He was evil in, real, in life and he was evil he, in death. He was death. a pedophile. Yeah. Yep. So I think out of those slasher folk, he's the, the most notorious villain, right? I would say so. Yeah. Okay. Do you think he went to Epstein Island like Clinton? No. Wow. No. Because he didn't have to travel to get his victims. So, just We're going to do a whole episode on conspiracy. Just on a side note. No, this isn't a conspiracy. I don't want to defend our current president. So, I'm just going to say this. When I talk about bias in the media, I just want your opinion. If Trump's name was on the flight log... Would this be a bigger story? It'd be everywhere. Exactly. Uh, and when it didn't show up on there, it got kind of quiet. Anybody's going to bend any story to whatever narrative fits their Yeah, and unfortunately the narrative right now that's running the media is the mainstream major network. So It's orange man bad. So I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, like, again, he's done enough to get himself ousted as president, so this is not... I'm just, he's done his own damage. I'm just saying, a week and a half ago, he lowered prescriptions. Nobody talked about it. Yesterday, he helped broker a peace treaty. Nobody's talking about it. Just saying, get your news from everywhere except Facebook, because that's garbage. Okay. Hang on a second. I'm not going to let you off the hook yet. Okay. I'm still on your side, though, so you'll be happy when I tell you this. Okay. Last week, my wife was watching Ellen. WISM broke in. And made the point that the president was going to talk. And when he started to talk and it wasn't a coronavirus update, 
they immediately switch back to fucking Ellen. They made the call that a show that's been in rerun forever and because may be of losing their host, by the way, and is in danger of losing its host because of bullshit at her show was more important than up to the minute news from the president of this country. Let me ask because they don't like him. Yeah, and let me ask you this: you, you're almost as old as me. You've been, have you ever seen that kind of disrespect for any sitting president? Never. Never. That's all I'm saying. Again. And it's been since day one. Right. So, listen. He's done enough of his own damage. I'm just saying you can't say... Because I got into an argument with an old colleague of mine from radio who's still on radio. He's a good dude overall. But we were talking about the well, officer in, yeah, right. in Wauwatosa, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the protesters at his door and how it didn't get covered for like 12 hours. Yep. And he said, you know, first of all, his response was, well, I mean, who's going to run with a story from the from social media? I'm like, you're right. But you mean to tell me if the roles weren't reversed, a reporter wouldn't be calling the Wauwatosa police saying, hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. I want to verify this, right? Okay. And then he said, well, what do you think, that they're just naturally cover things up? I'm like, no, they've got a narrative. They're just trying to tell a story like reality TV. And I said, it's kind of like you and your wife. She tells you to take out the garbage. You're eventually going to take it out. But you're going to take it out when you feel like taking it out. Fair enough. Okay? So it's not that they covered the story up. They just decided to insert it when they thought it was going to be right. So the media is biased. That doesn't mean anything. Because I know that Fox News is biased as well. I don't watch Fox News. I want to get my news from many different sources. I just don't like when they're all kind of echoing the same thing. And stop getting your information from memes. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, because memes, that is the top news source in America. It's, it's awful. It is. So, so, anyway, I apologize for the digression. No, it, I, I, sorry I hit the cue to hit old man. But we were talking about... Movie villains. We were talking about pedophiles and Freddy Krueger. Yes, it all rolls into one. Yes. Um, I think Belmuto... <laughs> From Greece 2. From Greece 2. And also Greece 1. And also Greece 1 is the biggest... Because he was 40 and going nowhere in life. Right. Wait, Balmuto was in Greece 1? Yeah. yeah. So he was like messing with the kids even years later. Because what else did Balmuto have going on? Because he liked banging teenagers. <laughs> you know what else I didn't get? Greece 2 took place four years later than Greece 1. Yeah. Yep. Why was the nerd still there? Why was the nerd still there? He's clearly smart. he was bullied. No, is he, though? Well, he should be. Just because you're a dork don't make you smart. Well, in the 50s, it did. I don't know. But, yeah, he was still, like, ready with the leaves, Eugene. I think I have to go with Hans Gruber. Yeah, it's the first one that came to mind. I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, so... <laughs> oh, wait, that was my Len Dawson impersonation from inside the NFL. Yes, I got that. I'm going to go with Freddy Krueger. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think I've convinced myself. Right on. pretty badass. Freddy Krueger has a turn, though. He has a very specific turn. To look at the camera? No, no, no. That's You're thinking of Dawson. Dawson's cool. No, he's thinking of Norman Fells. <laughs> oh, okay, so, yeah. Yeah, I love that. So, FMK. Norman <laughs> Fell. Yes. Dawson from Dawson's Creek. Yep. Or Freddy Krueger. Woo! All right, well... I'm going to kill Freddy Krueger, because if I don't kill him, he's probably going to kill me. All right? Yeah. I'm going to fuck Norman Fell, because I only got to do it once. Ah, uh, that's where you fucked up, uh, yeah, my friend. Yeah, because he's not going to give you any. That's he wouldn't right. give it to Helen. That's what right. What makes you think he's going to give it that's to right. you? That's right. I'm going to marry Dawson, because he's pretty. Yeah. I'm going to fuck Vanderbeek and get it out of the way. Okay. okay. I'm going to marry 
Mr. Roper. So you don't because have I'm fun. never going to have to fuck You don't ever have. And I'm going to kill Freddy Krueger so I can get a good night's sleep. <laughs> there you go. I like. I think I'm right in line with that. All right. All right. That makes sense. All right. So I think we've covered that topic. I got one here from Chillin' Chad. Wow. In Chilton. Ooh. We have a listener in Chilton. We do now. It's Chillin' Chad. Chillin' Chad and Chilton. It's not Chad Vander uh, Mark, is it? No, he's not Chilton. So, he wants to know if the internet wrestling community is unfair in its depictions of the WWE. Yes and no. And what I mean by that is, the WWE is pretty rough to watch right now. But, they consistently get buried on the internet for people who want to trumpet AEW. Yeah. Well, I got news for you. I watched AEW this week. Yeah. And it's not any good either. Uh, I watched in their main event, Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy. The match itself wasn't terrible. But how are we at this point in Chris Jericho's career where he doesn't know how to take a dragon, dragon screw leg whip? He blew it twice. And then he blew the kid's finish at the end, which is a pinning cradle. So, like, he hooks for a Russian leg sweep, but yeah. instead they go forward. He pushes the guy's head down. And he, yeah, and he pins him that way. But uh, they blew that, too. And Jericho just sort of eased down. Here's what I will say. No love, man. No love. Well, I'll, I'll say this. I don't hate the WWE. I don't love it. And I kind of did my ranking of shows that I like now. Okay, I like AEW, or I'm sorry, I like NXT. Because I don't think they've completely shit the bed on that yet. They're working on it. Number two is going to surprise you. I like the last couple weeks of Impact. People have been saying that. Yeah, I've liked it a lot. After that, it's almost a dead heat for me between um, SmackDown and AEW. Because while AEW has been more athletic... There's a lot of the WWE guys I like are on SmackDown. And then in last place is Raw. It's kind of unwatchable, right? Okay. That's, the, uh, that's right. The in-ring ability of the workers is in the WWF has never been better. Right. Right. So the wrestling itself is at the strongest point where it's ever been. Maybe not from a psychology standpoint, but from an athleticism standpoint. It's the writing that's going to be the issue there not just that. It's not. No? No. It's that formulaic formulaic thank you match that they put together for every match. Okay? Okay. Every match is going to have the double down. And when you get to the comeback, you're going to see those three clotheslines. Right on. I'm sick of it. What I, you know, what, supposed to be fucking professionals. What I don't like is that they went away a few years back now from traditional spots like uh, false tags. Um, they don't want to make the ref look bad, so they don't want the ref to miss. They don't want to put the heat on the ref. Yeah. And but by doing that, it really kind of changed a lot of what was tried and true for years, yep. right? So, um, I don't know. What do you think of the new faction in WWE? I haven't watched. So I, I'm aware of that it exists, the retribution thing. Yeah. 
I'm interested to see. I, I'm wondering if it's just a lot of the guys that they laid off previously that they're bringing back or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, it doesn't really... I saw them on SmackDown matter. last week where they ran out and chased people off and beat up some people in the crowd and spray-painted things. Yeah. And it's like the NWO joined Antifa. Yeah. And I'm here to tell you that if something bad happens in the news regarding Antifa, they will drop that angle. Just like they did with Muhammad Hassan in 2005. So, leads me to a couple other offshoots. One of them we'll get to in a second, Orton versus MJF. But there's been a rumor that I don't believe to be true at all. That the WWE is in talks with Tessa Blanchard. Now, here's the thing. With the WWE always running from news stories and not wanting to, because being publicly traded now. Not wanting to the controversy. Right. Why, I just don't believe that they would, A, introduce somebody who's a known racist, B, introduce somebody who's not well-liked by other workers anywhere she's ever been, C, basically held the last company she was with hostage to get their belt back, okay? Why would you introduce that? to your locker room when you announced a few months ago that you're trying to clean all that shit, for lack of a better word, out of your locker room. Well, I, I, I guess my question is, is if this has been a recurring theme throughout her career, yeah, how come we're only hearing about it within the last year or so, and how come she continued to find work? Well, let me ask I'm you here to tell you, you can't ask that question. Right, because then you have to say... Why can't I ask that You'd have to ask the same question about guys like Harvey Weinstein. Right. How come Why did we just hear about it in the last 18 months? Okay. Uh, the Kavanaugh thing. Sure. Right. Right? And, and let's 30 be, fucking years. Let's be fair. Not allowed to ask those questions. And, and there was a, two sides to it, because some of it could be bullshit, and I know we're not allowed to say it, but some of it might be people feeling empowered to speak out now because somebody else did. Because they didn't want to say anything because they didn't want their career to be hurt, but they saw someone else step out on that ledge and go, okay. You know but what? I saw this too. If I, she's that difficult to work with, yeah, people had to know. People talk. Wrestlers talk. Mm-hmm. Even if you ignore, and I hate to say that with what I'm about to follow with, but even if you ignore the reports of the racism, yeah, right, of the bad attitude, you can't ignore the fact that she just asked for 150 grand to mail a belt back. Yeah, yeah, that's. Right, and that's recent. That's yeah, that, that's all bullshit. Right, so I just don't think it would be worth it for them. The other thing I don't like is there's certain people on Facebook and some of these internet wrestling groups that talk over and over and over again about racist Vince McMahon. Listen, I don't know if he's a racist or not. I know you can question the way he booked wrestling in the 80s and 90s, and you could question it all across America, the way wrestling was booked in the 80s and 90s. You can't question whether it's for show or not. You can't question how many people of color now are at the top of the card for the WWE. Correct. But, but you could also say that's a reaction to the fact fine, that he got called out. Fine. My question is this. Those people are also the same people who genuflected, genuflect in front of an AEW post every time I see it. Where are the people of color there? At the bottom of the card. Right. I, here's, here's what I will say. The amount of people that have decent things to say about Vince McMahon seems to weigh heavier than the people who are really truly bitter about it Mm -hmm. and seem to have real issues with it. If you think really hard about it 
I can think of three instances where I could point out racism on Vince McMahon's part. Sure. Okay. It would be the Saba Simba angle. Yeah. But let's be honest, if he doesn't do something to give some kind of interest to Tony Atlas, who the fuck wants to watch that in 1989 when yeah. he brought him back, yeah. right? Fair enough, yeah. Um, the Booker T. Triple H angle. Yeah. With the nappy hair comments. And, and no payoff for Booker T. Well, that too, because we... That's Lane and I actually had this discussion. That's the racism issue. And, like, I, in my opinion, you can say every single one of those things they said so long as Booker T wins at WrestleMania. Right. I agree. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then the third one is him dropping the N-word to John Cena in that quick little thing in the back where he said, what up, my... Yeah. And you yeah. follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's... I don't want to defend it, right? Right. Because I'm going to get... They went for comedy. They went for comedy. It was poor taste. Right. And it was more, I think, of a play on, you know, him thinking he was down with what John Cena was. And Correct. Being the man out of place. Well, part of the humor is the fact that he's an old guy trying to be hip. Yeah. You right? can you can t- you can go back and watch any of the stuff that any of us did in our previous wrestling career. And You're going to uh, find something that's going to be racist. Yeah, well, you God, tried to drown a black guy. You well, hold on a second. <laughs> hold on a second. That was accidental. So we were having a street fight, and we fought outside of the back of the building, and there was a big, like, those green dumpsters they, they use in Milwaukee for garbage, right? And little did I know that it had was left open, and it had filled up with water almost two-thirds of the way. And I threw Little Country into the garbage can without... Head first. Head first, without looking to see what was in there, and... Next thing I know, I look back and his legs are kicking because he's completely submerged in here and we had to dump the bucket out to save him from drowning. But that wasn't the angle. However, on that same show, whoever booked the same storyline, the character known as the outlaw did try to paint Little Country white. Okay. Yeah. So that was clearly a racist. And, you know, myself and Devin Diamond dressed as uh, basically clan members for us. Clueless to the fact that you were... Dressing right, as you're right, right, you were. However, right, right. it's still a racist joke. But again, it's a racist joke played for comedy. Right? And you were trying, let's get the context. You were trying to recruit the TC Washington. It was. To be part of your stable. Yes. And the humor was TC Washington was getting mad. And we didn't understand. And we didn't understand why. Because we so. had the matching shirts. Yes. We so had you, the matching hoods. Right. So you weren't <laughs> trying. But I, I get it. Nowadays, that wouldn't fly. Right. I was the head of a group called the Confederacy. That's right. There's. That's right. <laughs> you can probably go back to early episodes of this podcast. Or not even so early episodes of this podcast. And find things that are going to be considered racist. There's a, there's a difference no between an intent of racism for hurt and an... In, and I'm not saying it's okay... I get but it. I'm saying there's a it. difference between the intent to hurt and either ignorance yeah. or a different level of acceptability at different times. And a different level of understanding of the times we now live in because everything evolves, right? Now, it doesn't make it okay. It's just nobody... Now, yeah. those angles and those situations are clear, clearly different than, like, naming yourself Jim Crow and rounding up people and locking them away, right? Like, that would be a purely hateful sort of angle. But, no, I get it. I mean, times are changing, and as grown men, we have to change with them. And 
look back and go, yeah, I mean, you know, we didn't mean anything by that, or whoever booked things like that sure did. So I'm sure Vince McMahon, yeah, to your point, didn't mean to be like, yeah, we'll show them. Let's do this thing, you know. Right. But in this day and age, I don't think he'd ever run anything. No. I mean, we're all going to agree that your biggest, probably, offender would have been like a Bill Watts, right? Sure. Yeah, but Bill Watts also, for however many years, is top guy. Because he was, yeah. he may have been a racist, but he wasn't an idiot. And yeah. he knew that Louisiana had a large black population. Yeah, and he knew he, he could draw with guys like JYD and Butchery. Right. I know you can't ask him now, but do you think JYD would tell you that Bill Watts was a racist? Uh, maybe. It depends. I mean, maybe he would, or maybe he'd say, well, he was no different than anybody else in that time. Right? I mean, right. you know, I don't know. I don't know. Bill Watts also, was he running WCW when Ron Simmons was the champ? He was yes. the one that made Ron Simmons yeah, the champ. Yes. That was the time. So, so it's ironic that he's probably, from all accounts, way more racist than, than say, Vince McMahon. But he was the first to... Also, but more progressive. Right. Weird, hey? Like, so, that's the weird dichotomy of it. He was, he was racist unless it could put money in his pocket. Right. And you can point to the Ron Simmons thing. But his deal at WCW, and this is according to Jim Cornette, not me just making shit up, yeah. was that he didn't want a salary. He wanted to be paid a percentage of the money he made them. Oh. I will invite anybody listening to this who wants to, to come on a road trip with us and Buck and see how racist that trip gets throughout the course of it. Yeah, because Buck's a piece of shit. So, yeah, so I guess back to the, the thing with, with AEW, like, there is a faction that thinks it's now chic to shit on anything Vince has ever done. Yep, okay. which has always existed. Right. Um, it's just there's internet. There is a, a component of anything AEW does is going to be golden because they're the new kid on the block. And they're not Vince, right? I mean, that's a piece of it. They're not Vince. They're actually uh, TNA 2003. Yeah. So I, I guess I guess the problem is when you live around the social media environment now, like everything's negative first, right? Yeah. Like just I'll give an example. Put out a post, a positive post, like, hey, I love my wife. We've been together ten years. And then put out another post saying, I don't understand why women are so treacherous. See how many more likes and comments you get. Yeah. You're not wrong. I mean, I love my wife, but I'm going to tell you, women are treacherous. My point is, though, <laughs> where's the where's the energy going to get drawn to this? The negative post. Yeah. Yeah, because on your post, you're going to have guys that are going to run to your side to agree with you. Yeah. Because either they can't get laid, or have had a fight with their wife recently. Yeah. And then you're going to have the women that are going to run, and they're going to be like, "Well, you're a dick." What about this? What I guess, about that? I guess my argument... Why don't you take out the garbage when I asked you to? I guess my overarching argument here is that since... At least since the Wrestling Observer has existed. So, like, what, 1987? Well, maybe, I bet it was before that. Yeah, because Pro Wrestling Illustrated and The Wrestler, I was reading those in 82 already. I don't know when. Well, this is whenever Meltzer started oh, reporting, yeah, right? Oh, yeah, probably, like, the 86. From, like, a smart... 
from a smart perspective, yeah, not yeah, playing yeah. with yeah, the I ink. Got you. There's been a strong anti WWF yeah, sentiment. Yeah, because hates Vince from that point forward. Yeah. Right. But if you look at when the everybody started using the internet, like late '90s, early 2000s kind of stuff, by the time 2002 rolls around, there's nobody left but the WWF. Right. 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 So who? Nobody was going to shit on it because it was the only thing in town, right? So now they have something else that they can put their, yeah. their energy behind. I guess. I'll tell you what, though. Meltzer, Meltzer is the Ross Perot to uh, Vince McMahon's George Bush scene. Like, he has an axe to grind, so he uses whatever power he could. In one case, it was to help steal an election. In another case, it was to... The Wrestling Observer started in 1982. 82? Holy shit. Damn it. Because um, that was the other thing we were talking about today. Somehow we got onto the topic of George Bush, the old man. H.W. And how his approval rating was in the 80s after the Gulf War. And it's all about perception. Though, where he screwed up is he made the infamous comments... Read my lips, no new taxes. Right. Got forced into having to raise taxes. His approval rating started to drop. And then Ross Perot saw it. And if you know, if you understand about this, Bill Clinton was a nobody at the time. He was a governor of Arkansas. He ran for president because the candidates that were supposedly the glamorous candidates didn't want to en- enter that election at the time because two years before the election, George Bush's approval rating was in the 80s. Nobody wants to take an L because... It, it negatively impacts your ability to run for president again, right? Yeah. So they all said, you, know, you want it? Just Southerner, go get it. And then lo and behold, no new taxes. Ross Perot enters the race. 70% of his voters were people who were independent conservatives, right? Who were mad at the fact that George Bush went along with the tax increase. And we got Clinton. Yeah. And it's not an indictment of Clinton and him as a politician. I'm just, I'm just telling the story, right? That's... That's how it happened. That's how it happened. So, um, no, and it didn't matter how many broads they dug up that he had paid. No, they didn't care. No, because they were like you raised our taxes. George Bush lied to me. He said no new taxes. But and you know I don't want to get I don't want to turn this into Wisconsin's number one political podcast. Yeah, but yeah, because we're the ones you want to get. You got they got mad and voted in Clinton, who then promptly raised taxes even more. Yeah. However, he did lower the deficit. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I'd love to see the fuzzy math and all. Whose dog is this running in the street? I don't know. Maybe it'll die. Okay. Um, I, I, by the way, this program does not advocate the death of dogs. It was meant for humor. It was that that individual dog. So, dog, dogs or cats? What, what do you like better? Cats. I would prefer. See, I have both, and I like my dog. But if I were. Uh, you know, on my own, I would only have cats because you can leave a cat. Exactly. So Catherine's on a kick now that she hates cats now because our cat's shed. You've seen our cats; they're very docile. Mm-hmm. They're great animals. I said, you know what? I know right now you're thinking you like dogs, but just wait till you work a 10-hour shift and you come home to a steaming pile of shit on your cocktail table. And then after you clean it up, you still gotta leash them up and take them out in the dead of winter. Yeah. Yeah. So so we can not shit in your house again. Yep. So yep. while I really like dogs, I like other people's dogs. Right on. I don't want a dog. Right on. I don't have the energy or effort for it. I'm going away for three days. My cats will be fine. I'm going to load up their bowls with food and water, clean litter box. We good. 
in the uh, in the days when I was a singleman. When you got a lot of scratch. When I got a lot of scratch, zero pets. Yeah. But you know. When I was a single man, I had cookies. That was yeah. Owned my one cat. And you had Fluffy for a while, right? Yeah, my I took my grandma's dog. Right. Yes. I guess I forgot. I forget about Fluffy living downstairs for a bit because she was an unhousebroken fucking dog. <laughs> Look, she was sweet, but when I got her, she was already fourteen. My grandma never housebroke her. She yeah. let her shit on newspaper. You're not gonna train a dog. You're not gonna train a, a blind fourteen-year-old dog to get house trained. Right. So I was stuck for about a year having to put fucking newspaper in my kitchen and wrap it up every day because it was filled with dog piss and shit. Yeah. And I like it. I don't blame you. But I didn't want to put the dog to sleep. I was seeing a woman for a while and I'm not going to name names because that would be rude of me and I'm a gentleman. Uh, Chris Adams. Yes. I'm the gentleman Chris Adams. You very laid out. She had a very, very old blind wiener dog. Who had a, one of the beds, one of the fabric beds with the, the fabric walls. Yeah. And the dog was so old and blind and low to the ground, and his junk was so low to the ground, that he would get out and think he was walking, but his junk was caught on the edge of the bed, and he wasn't going anywhere, but he would just keep walking. <laughs> Did he piss on that bed? Then? I have no idea. I assume that's where that story was yeah, going. Yeah, that's what I thought so, too. But anyway, yeah, so... But you notice that after Fluffy met her untimely, or timely in this case, demise, because it was an old fucking toy poodle, I didn't replace it with another dog. Nope. Because I wasn't going to have time to, to house train a puppy. So, they right on. But again, I like dogs, I just don't want them. You got a rot? Do I have a rottweiler? Yeah. Uh, we don't even know what our dog at this point is. Coyote? Could be. They ever tell you about the coyote? Fox. The guy who took the coyote home? No. Okay, so we in college we knew a lot of stoners. Okay. Okay. I know a lot right now. I know. But <laughs> but there's like stoners and then there's stoners. There's stoners who are like so baked they can't make any decisions. And then there's Yeah, like I don't know people. those guys. There's stoners <laughs> and then there's the people who listen to the Dave Matthews. And then know. there's regular then there's regular people who smoke pot and then there's stoners. Anyway, this guy calls us up, we hadn't seen him in a while, called us on our landline because it was the early 90s. Hey, you guys got to come over and look at this. I found this dog, right, and it looked like a friendly dog, and I brought it home, and I'm keeping it in my basement with my other dog, and I think it ate my dog. Oh, okay. I'm like, what? So we go over to his house, buddy Andy, who wilderness sort of guy, knows like, dude, that's a fucking coyote. And he probably did eat your little lap dog. Jesus. So, he brought a coyote home. And murdered his and, own and pet. And murdered his own pet with it. So, uh, the PSA attached to that is, make sure you're not taking a coyote home when you pick up a stray. When you're, when you're out doing peyote. By the uh, way, this plane has been flying all day. Uh, and they're also all over the overpasses. Uh, uh, on the freeway. What? It's the Illuminati. Hmm? Illuminati. No, it's vote anti-abortion. Uh, I thought it, it was the helicopter that followed Ray Liotta and got good fellows. Oh no! Yeah. Don't don't let that guy follow you. And Margaret Bird got arrested. Doris taking a beating. What was her name? Doris Bird, right? Dorothy Bird. You don't see a lot of the people babies. protesting their causes in winter. No. No, that's not true. 
The anti-abortionists <laughs> will bring their five-year-old kids out to stand in front of Planned Parenthood in below zero weather and say, hey, this is what being a child's all about, apparently. Here's my special notice for people who are against abortion. Mind your own fucking business, man. Like, it ain't it ain't for me either, right? I, I had kids, at, my first kid at 17. And maybe it would have been the smart thing to do, but it, it ain't for me. And if it ain't for you, it costs zero dollars to stay home and mind your own fucking well, business. That's right. It's called pro-choice. Right? And frankly, if you're a man, you should have almost no say in it. Because it's not you that has to have the kid. Well, I don't want to go down that route. But I do think that it's right. It's, whatever decision you make, you got to you you yeah. live with. You got to come to an agreement. Yeah. Because you may want it and I may not. But it's still going to cost me a whole lot of money. Well, unless she agrees years. to not for a long time. Correct. I had my Hold you kid at... Uh, you're right, if you're willing to sign this paper that says I'm good. I was 18 when I had Jimmy. Well, I didn't have Jimmy. When Jimmy was born and I became a father. So. I mean, I wasn't thrilled about becoming an 18-year-old dad, but I'm glad it happened. Tell you what, I was I was 29 and... Woo! And you were like, shit! <laughs> I didn't go on Team Team Dad or anything. And you know what? Uh, this might be too much information, but Alex was willing to, you know, okay, to sign that in the the piece of paper that said I would, you know. Do you watch Teen Dad? Teen Dad? Yeah. No. Is that a thing? Teen Mom is a thing. Right. Usually, there's also Teen Dads on Teen Mom. Yeah, but they're so unimportant they didn't get even put in. Like, you couldn't call it Teen Parents. But, you know, at that end, I, I just couldn't see not being part of my children's life at that point. Yeah. What happened? Well, now I want to bring the show up. Okay. Because we, we took it down? We took it down? I enough? want to have a new segment called Ask Scott His Opinion. Oh, no. Oh, here we go. So, Scott, let's say a friend of yours asked for a favor the day before. Okay. Right? Let's say it was on a Wednesday he asked you for yeah. a favor on Thursday. Yeah. And this favor required you to basically stay in one place until he showed up. Okay. To get the thing he asked you for. Okay. Right? Yeah. You think it's bad form when he doesn't need the favor to just not follow up? Um, yeah, it's terrible. Oh! Almost like you should... Yeah punch a guy in the neck and give him diabetes. Here, here's the thing. I think that one of the things we've lost sight of yeah. is respect of other people's time. And it's, Fuck yeah. It's across the board. It's Fuck across yeah. the board. Um, because, like, even like, even my family, even, like, maybe, maybe my significant other. Okay. Maybe. Let's just use her as an example. Yeah. A hypothetical. Sure might say like hey uh, we might make plans with somebody and they're all ready to go and that night we're going to meet up for like dinner or something and she's like I don't really feel like going I haven't felt like it all day really well did you bother to call X and Y and tell them we're not coming no no they'll be okay with it well I'm going to give you the exact story of what happened all right okay all right so myself my wife my children and my son's wife went to the Timber Ridge Lodge yes. in Lake Geneva. 
Jack Spade and his wife also came. Oh. Separate rooms. Reason okay. right? names. Yeah. Uh, on Wednesday night, it's expressed to me that they're missing their kids, and they're going to go pick them up. Yeah, that's not the way it was expressed. So we were they gonna, may pick them up. They were going to have the, we were going to have a sister bring them out. That sister was a seat. No. Okay. With an S, I believe. Yes. Uh, Slobodan. So anyway, yes. her sister Slobodan. My room came with six wristbands. Okay. Despite the fact that I only had five people. Yeah. So I had an extra. And our room came with four. And he inquired about my extra. I, I did. see. Yeah, I yeah. did. A thirty dollar value. Thirty five. Yeah. You're helping my argument, not her. No, I'm just getting the facts correct. And I said, you know what? I'm a nice guy. I'm not going to use it. Why don't you take it right now? We clearly don't need it. There's five of us. He says, he did say that. no, no. I don't know that I'm going to use it. But you weren't going to. I insisted. Yeah. I said, no, really. I don't know if you I, insisted. I'm not going to use it. I don't remember it. an insisting. Take it with you. All right. And he said, eh. And then we hung out a little bit more. And as he left, I said, hey. Hit me up tomorrow when you need that wristband. He said, all right, I'll see you later. I sat in my room yesterday for three fucking hours waiting for this piece of shit. I was in the water park. I even hit him up at 11 a.m. and said, hey, you about, you you know, did you get get the kids? kids? He's like, yeah, I just got them. Right, implying that I got them. When I, when I hear I just got them, I feel like he's still sitting in front of wherever those kids were, uh-huh. and he's about to head back. Yeah. Turns out, he's down in the water park I can't enjoy, because he couldn't <laughs> fucking tell me he didn't need the fucking wristband. Nice. So why didn't you just take the wristband? Because I didn't know if I was going to need but it. But he can't use it. But that's, also, I was a little drunk. We were drinking brandy. All right. Because, I mean, I guess in that point, like, here's here's the thing. If it was something that Vic could have used if he didn't give it to you, I understand you maybe being hesitant to take it. Sure, sure. But if it's something that he's clearly going to, it's going to go to waste, yep. it's just easier to take it. And even if you don't use it, it was going to go to waste anyway. Do I, I say, do I get a defense? You do. I have one more follow-up question. Sure. Was this wristband something that could have been slipped under his door? Yes. No. Yes, no. that's my argument. No. And I will call my wife to back this up. I said to her, hey, look at our door and tell me, can I just slide it under? Or is there one of them little door oh, stopper? Okay. And she said, nope, there's a thing there. Okay. okay. All right. Because I was going to ask, did you know what room I was in? 271. All right. Okay. All right. So that, that answers that. Approach. Yeah. I'm not an idiot. I thought of these things as I was held captive in my own room. Also, can I... Could you have dropped it at the concierge desk? No. Could... You know why? Because they don't want you down there. Like, when we checked in, they had the plexiglass up. You got your mask on, right? And they don't want... Like, they want... They said, can I see your ID? I put it down. She didn't even... She just kind of leaned over to look at it. Could... They don't want you there. They don't want to touch anything you had. Could you have gone down to the water park, and then if I needed it, 
could I have come down and found you and then grabbed your key and gone up and grabbed it? Potentially. Okay. Potentially. Yeah. However, I was not going to take my phone with me. And I was trying to make life easy on you and me because I said to my wife, I know that if I go down to this pool, my balls will barely be wet and this fat prick will have me running back (laughs) upstairs to get this fucking wristband. Now, by the way, I have apologized. Okay. I I offered to buy a drink and a bag of chips. Did I get it? You did not get it. No. Did you, did, did anybody cannonball into the pool? Sort of. Did they go cannonball? Right. You should see the bruise on my toe today. Oh, it was great. It was great. He went down the body tube, you know? Oh, yeah. They got the, they got the tube tube. And you they know, got the body tube. You know how if you go to like the Dells, uh, and they got the tubes, and they'll tell you, ah, if you're X amount of weight, you can't do this one, right? Yeah. I don't know if you've run into this before. I've I seen have. This time. Okay. This place, they don't give a shit. Okay. They said, "Come on, bring your fat. If your fat ass can walk up these stairs, we'll shoot it down a tube." <laughs> <laughs> okay. You'll probably not get stuck. I figured out exactly why there's a weight limit on these tubes and it has nothing to do with them worried about you getting stuck he went up to the body tube i went down to the exit tube because i was gonna see it okay it has everything to do with mass plus acceleration (laughs) equals watch your ass swear to god i didn't see his body come out of the tube okay i saw i heard i heard the splash And I was watching the whole time. Like, I didn't look away. I watched one little kid come out, blump. One little kid come out, blump. And then all of a sudden, gadoosh! And then all I saw, he had, like, these little... uh, Water shoes. Water shoes. All I saw were these two little water shoes above the water. (laughs) And because he had had gone straight into the water, right out of the tube. I did. His body never was above water. Never. Never. Well, I remember the last water slide me and Ryder was in the window waving to us. Yep. And, uh, I made the mistake, of, again, because I'm going to come out faster, sending him down first but not giving him enough oomph, enough time to, to get out of the way. So, although I thought I gave him adequate time, by the time I got to the bottom, I was like two inches from his head. Yeah. Right? That backs up my claim. And he hits the water, and I'm literally like... I Skimmed think I, over him? I actually think I sh- overshot him. Yeah? Yeah. Is there a, isn't there somebody who's upstairs supposed to be like, because uh, every water park I've ever been to, including this one, had the person up top whose job was to go, all right, go. Well, yep, this wasn't necessarily way. a water park. It was a three-slide setup at a hotel. Okay. Side. Okay. So no lifeguard no. on duty kind of right, right, right. situation. Gotcha. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I almost decapitated. Rider with so having tip. heard both sides of the story, oh, I think it was who would, clear which side he learned. Who, who who would you say was at fault? I think if we could replay the scenario again, you should just take the risk. Should have taken the bait. I I would have to agree with that. That's why I asked you to take it in the first fucking place. All right, all right. I like I like playing. I, I was just gonna have a canned response for everything and just say. Don't like it. <laughs> the best, uh, the best portion of it for me actually was the, uh, the Gary Cooper high noon feeling of the rest of the day when first, 
first one of the people from his room came down and went, Oh my god, have you seen Jim yet? He's waiting for you. To which, to my credit, I immediately got out, went to my phone, saw the messages, and I went, Oh shit, by the way, I'm here, I apologize, I'm sorry, that sucks, right? I go back outside, there's a second person from the room in there, okay? And they're like, oh... Oh, Dad's pissed at you. <laughs> oh, boy. Was it was, uh, was what? Was it like Cletus in the old West? Just every time I turned around, there was another person from the room there. With my last name. With his <laughs> last name. Pointing out how I was in trouble. And he was looking for me. All right? Nice. So I'm going through doors at the water park. like. And then when you saw me across the room, what happened? I begged. I begged off. And then what happened? And then you, you, you fired up on it. I gave you a little baby face fire. A, a I, had little, to, I had to ask you to wait a second. Yeah. A did little. You, did, did you get backdropped into the pool? I did. So I was watching an old AWA match today. Okay. And it was uh, Greg Gagne and Larry Zabisco. I'm, I'm going to tell you, like, if I ever get a retirement match in a federation that was abandoned, or if you start counseling some wrestling, you know what I want to come back? the kickoff from a slam. What I mean by this is the heel will go for the body slam. Mm-hmm. Bobby slam baby face and the baby face. Oh he goes down and then kick oh, with the, the yeah, 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 yeah. Pump off. I want yeah. that to come back. I don't know why. I like why that, that stopped? Yeah. I don't know why that stopped I like either. it. And not only do I like that, it also happened in a Nick Bachwinkle Brad Rangan's match I also watched. But I also like the way the AWA and maybe it was everybody, but the way they use the backdrop. Now, by the way, only a heel could do that, take that move, yes. because only a heel would go after somebody while they're on the ground. Yes, yes. But I like it. I like it. It just keeps changing. It's another link in the chain wrestling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Add Brad Rangans to the list of wrestlers I never saw anything in. I mean, he, he was capable. Yeah. But, like, his personality started and stopped with his red, white, and blue jacket. Well, I mean, who else remind, does that remind you of? I mean, in some ways, isn't it a little bit, though, probably more of a technical pro wrestler? Wasn't it what Malenko was for many years? Before he... Lance Storm? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Lance Storm, not as much. I mean, remember, Rangan's background was an amateur wrestler. I don't think Lance Storm got that boring tag until Steve Austin went out on TV and said it. No, he was playing. That was kind of his gimmick when he was in WCW. Well, you know, he was one of the because because his uh, tagline was always "If I could be serious for a moment." See, you don't get the bit, man. The bit was that he was Canadian, right? And they're nice people, but they're serious people. And shitbags. Well, we went to Canada. It was very, very nice. Yeah, we had a stripper who told us about Thanksgiving. Yeah, and I seriously liked her. Where would she be in the FMK? Well, well, probably all of them at some point, (laughs) if you know what I mean. Uh. All right. Well, I think that takes care of the Refrigerator Perry episode. Oh, we still didn't hear his theme song. Yeah. I got it. And then then, uh, we'll we'll be ready for episode 76. That's not it. Am I going to have to find it on my TV phone?